In the first century of Ahmadiyyat in the United States of America, there is great examples of our missionaries, of our pioneer Muslims, of people converting, and many examples of course of those who have immigrated here and sacrificed a great deal for the spread of the, of the religion of Islam. But even before this first century that starts at the arrival of the very first Muslim missionary to arrive here in the United States, Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Sadiq Sahib Razi Talanho, even before him we have already been discussing that Hazrat Ahmad salam, the promised Messiah and founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, was vouchsafed by God Almighty that I shall cause thy message to reach the corners of the earth. And to fulfill that prophecy in those words of God Almighty, he had continuously shared the message of Islam around the globe and USA was among those that he would constantly engage with. We have already discussed a little bit about how he wrote letters to people in America, introduced his book, Brahim Ahmadiyya, spoke about how he would even fund trips for people to visit him in Qadian. And of course we spoke, the last thing we spoke about was that there was a pastor named John Alexander Dowie who all of a sudden decided one day that he would declare that all Muslims will be defeated and destroyed and annihilated by him and his church. In response to this, of course, the promised Messiah very rigorously and aggressively spoke up. But first, as a reminder, I will tell you what was written in the book Leaves of Healing, written by this um, claimant to, to be Elijah. He says, one of the greatest system in Orient, Orient means the East, or India for example, is Muhammadanism, another name for Islam. He says Zion, the city he created, Zion, will have to wipe out that shocking blot upon humanity. That accursed flag will have to come down from the high towers of Jerusalem. May God help me to knock at the gate of the Muslim before long. The Muslim will fight. There are hundreds of millions of them. One of the great wars eminent is that between the cross and the crescent. So here he is saying that all of Islam, all Muslims, will be annihilated by, the, by Christianity. In response to this, Hazrat Ahmad very simply says, he said, why do you seek to destroy millions to prove your case? How about you focus on me. Ask God about me. That whichever one of us is a liar, he should die before the other. So he's basically telling him, stop focusing on all these millions of people. Try your level best to focus on one person. That's me. If you're able to do it. As you know that the promised Messiah this particular engagement, this back and forth hit the US media with great stride. In so much so that dozens and dozens and dozens of articles were published. Pictures of the promised Messiah were published. So much media coverage. And just to give you an idea of how big this man, Dr. John Alexander Dowie was, 
from my study, there wasn't a single day that any newspaper didn't have a section about Dawi. That is how important and how big he was in the United States. Imagine any newspaper you pick up, it will have a message of Dawi every single day. Today, it will have an update tomorrow, then the next day, and then the next day. This is how he was growing so rapidly. But the promised Messiah, Hazrat Ahmad, he writes, and this is all over the newspapers. He says, I am the very Messiah, the promised one, for whom he is so anxiously waiting. He says, the proof that Dr. Dawi furnishes in support of his extravagant claims is the very height of absurdity. He claims to have healed hundreds of sick men, but why did his healing power fail in the case of his own beloved daughter, where it should have been exercised in the highest degree? So here, Hazrat Ahmad starts to reply, the newspapers pick up this message and then they publish it. So the pressure starts to mount. And as you know that the only statement he ever made was this. He says, can you imagine me? This is Dawi's words. He says, can you imagine me answering to these knots? Knots are like flies. These knots and flies. If I were to put my foot on them, I could crush them to death. Now, if somebody were to see the fame and the grandeur of Dawi at that time, they would have even heard this statement and probably would have stepped back. But the promised Messiah, Hazrat Ahmad he continued. He says, Come thou, O self-styled prophet, to a duel. The weapons shall be prayer. Let us kneel on our knees in the dust of the earth, you and I together. And petition the Almighty that of us too, whoever is the liar shall perish first. And then the newspaper, one of the newspapers says, Dawi has not accepted the challenge, but maybe he's deciding to think about what would be a good reply. We have already spoken about how the newspapers quickly picked up the comparison, even as much as the length of their beards was covered. But then what happens next? Then the promised Messiah he says, He says, The sign of Dawi's death can serve as a luminous sign for the people of Asia, America, Europe, and India. This sign which emerged as a prophecy from the Punjab reached all the way to America and found fulfillment in a person known by everyone in Europe and America. So here Allah Almighty has basically gift-wrapped Dawi to show the truthfulness of Hazrat Ahmad Then Hazrat Ahmad says, he says, if Dawi runs away from this challenge. See the point is, he's first he's you know, competing with him. He says it's a prayer duel. I will pray, you will pray, and we'll decide who's, who, will, who will win. But Dawi never accepts that challenge. So then the promised Messiah says, if Dawi runs away from this challenge, be sure that a great catastrophe is about to befall on Zion. Zion is his city. And then he says, Though he may try as hard as he can to fly from death which awaits him, yet his flight from such a contest will be nothing less than death to him. 
and calamity will certainly overtake his Zion, for he must bear the consequences either of the acceptance of the challenge or its refusal. Here is the, the ultimatum. Challenge me, and he will face whatever it is. If you don't challenge me, Allah will still make you a sign for the truth of Islam to the whole world. What happens next? This is the part that I wanted to cover today. As you know that Zion, the city of Zion, it became a utopian society. Anywhere Dawi would go, newspaper coverage fully on him, what he's doing, how many people are converting, how many people are joining him, they're praying for him. Everything is going so wonderfully. And all of a sudden, in October of 1903, one of the papers reports, John Alexander Dawi who claims to be the reincarnation of the Prophet Elijah, and to have the divine power to cure all diseases, has been stricken with paralysis. So the newspaper says, this man who's healing all these people, we are reporting today, that he himself has paralysis. Then it says, Dawi is on his way to Mexico, and the disease attacked him while on the train. Now when this happens, Dawi gets scared, very quickly. So much so, that he writes on a piece of paper who his successor will be, who his quote-unquote Khalifa will be, and says that if I were to die, he will take over. And he puts it away and he keeps it in secret. And then all of a sudden, his church, they claim he doesn't have paralysis. What are you talking about? And the newspaper reports that they tried to create a scene to prove that he's okay. So they asked him that he gets out of one of his cars and walks to the next car. And they show the newspaper, see? He walked. He's okay. So they tried to subdue this report that he has paralysis. And he in fact denies it altogether. Then what happens? A few weeks later, he schedules a trip to New York City in which he has an entire entourage that comes with him, and he's going to speak at Madison Square Garden. And on that very day, not only thousands of people will be there to listen to him, thousands will be ready to join him in Madison Square Garden right here in New York City. Now this is how the report goes in the newspaper. It says he stood up on the pulpit. So he walks in, everybody starts shouting, excited. They finally see him, he gets on the pulpit... And the audience instantaneously became quiet. Because they want to hear him speak. And for those few minutes, they said it seemed like he was speaking. But he didn't actually utter a single word. Immediately after this, his wife walks in, whose voice was also very, very low she begins to speak about some other portion of the service. Now the audience becomes very angry. Like very hostile. They're like, we came here to hear Dawi. He gets on the stage and we don't hear him. Those few minutes he didn't say a single word. It seemed like he was moving his mouth, but he wasn't saying a single word. And then they say, they kept pushing him. Speak, Dawi, speak. We came here to hear you. 
So he gets up and they say for about five minutes, only five minutes, he said some words, but in a very low voice. And mostly he was giving gestures that were really weird. Okay, just imagine the scenario, this is the reporting of it. At first he gets up to speak, he can't speak. Then his wife comes, they, they yell at her and take her off the stage. Then he's still standing there, so then he starts to speak, but people can barely hear him. And he starts making these weird hand gestures that don't make any sense. For those few minutes, the audience remained quiet, but they couldn't hear his voice. Now the audience is getting very angry and very impatient. All of a sudden, they say, Dawi raised his arms, pronounced a benediction, some prayers, and he left the platform. That was it. Those few moments. Now why is this important? Why is any of this important? Because the moment he went off the stage, the audience lost their minds. They became extremely aggressive. And they had turned into like a mob-like mentality. And they were angry that why he wasn't able to utter a single word, and he was rushed off the stage. What's going on? You and I know, as Ahmadi Muslims, that that day he stood there, to utter something, something that God did not please, that God was not pleased with. He stood there to say something about Ahmadiyyat, Islam, whatever it was, but he could not open his mouth. He could not say a single word. And on a day that some projections have even said that maybe even a hundred thousand people would have joined him that day, he could not say a single word and not a single person joined him on that very day. This was here in New York City, a miracle shown to us by God Almighty. Within the next two days, in secret, this is the news reporters were looking for him. They found out that he's trying to leave the city now. Remember, he hasn't addressed a single person, he hasn't met a single person, he hasn't done a single thing. He spent all this money to get here, and to do this debut of some next proclamation, he wasn't able to say anything. So, he's quiet. And then they say that Dawi left the 5th Avenue Hotel secretly, by the 24th Street entrance at 11 o'clock. And then it says... Dawi, the report, news report says, Dawi leaves the city and may not return. And when he was asked why he is leaving, he simply said, peace be on you, and kept walking. He didn't have a single response. And they hurtled him and his son into the car, and he was taken to a train station, and he left. In fact, before he left, he again stood up in a smaller room right before getting on the train. And it was filled about 200 people in the room. And they say that in his speech, on that moment when he's speaking, 200 people is a very small group, easily can speak. So I guess in that room he started speaking to them and he starts telling them that, you know, there are people attempting to murder me. He says, some people even sent me death threats via letters. And then he says, quote, he says he declared that his life had been treated, had been threatened, sorry, by 50 different persons in letters just received by him. These letters, the Prophet let it be understood, 
held over him death in a dozen different forms, from shooting to stabbing to dynamiting. And then it says, and then he shouts, Oh, I see you there! While pointing in a random direction. And then he says, You have come here with a revolver in your pocket to kill me? But after hearing my wonderful voice, you have repented. Now the audience was completely shocked. They turned their heads, and they see that he wasn't pointing at anybody. He was just pointing in the air. Now between me and you, this is a clear sign of divine intervention. Where either he's scared of something that Allah is showing him, and he's fearful and he's trying to run away, or he has signs of dementia and it had already started, where paralysis and dementia and just going crazy had already kicked in for him. Either way, in any case, this man who was on the top of the world was exposed right in, right in front of the world. Again, he could not avoid it. Within the next two years, it becomes widespread news that he definitely had paralysis. So much so that he's very sick. And now he has to leave the country. And he decides he's going to go to the Bahamas so he can get some, some time to rest, recover and return. And then the newspapers report, a man who claimed to heal thousands is now not able to heal himself. <coughs> this is the same words of the Promised Messiah Hazrat Ahmad says, he couldn't heal his daughter, how was he going to heal other people? Well, and now the newspaper is saying he couldn't heal himself, how was he going to heal other people? Then slowly, by the next year, he finds a report and he rushes back from the Bahamas to find out that his church is no longer in his possession. All of his loyal found followers have left him. And they find out that all of the money that he used to get, he would use it in the wrong ways, in different ways, and it became known. And the Khalifa that he appointed, decided that he will now be the new leader of that church. Now the paper says, broken in health, and in spirit, disgraced in the eyes of those who once believed him divinely inspired, and deposed from the leadership of the faith he founded, John Alexander Dowie is in Chicago to fight for the control of the Christian Catholic Church and its millions. Now this is just 1906. 1903, 1906, just two, three years later, and everything that he thought was his is now crumbling and falling within one news report. His Khalifa, quote-unquote, or his successor, Wilbur Glenn Voliva, he makes an announcement. He says, I think that Dowie is a complete fraud. And he says he is a spendthrift, a liar, a hypocrite. And then the news report says, Overseer Voliva, in justification of the overthrow of Zion's first apostle, right, Dowie, he told how money had been squandered for Dowie's own comfort while the creditors and people of Zion were calling loudly for money. So in this way, the church, the city, the movement, the wealth and the image, all that was created by Dawi had begun to deteriorate at a speed unimaginable by Dawi himself.
I have been here for two years, how quickly it went by. Just in two years, all of his riches, everything disappeared. Then the promised Messiah he says, Hazrat Ahmad he wrote a word of warning. He says, I am about 70 years of age. This is before all of this hit the fan. He says, I am about 70 years of age, while Dr. Dawi is about 55. And therefore compared with me, he is a young man still. But since the matter is not to be settled by age, I do not care for this great disparity in years. The whole matter rests in the hand of him who is the Lord of heaven and earth and judge over all judges. And he will decide in favor, he will decide it in favor of the true claimant. Now just imagine, this is a great sign. Almost 20 year difference. Promised Messiah is living where, Hazrat Ahmad In Qadian. No real hospital, no mode of transportation, no medication, no pharmacy. They probably didn't even have any street lights or sidewalks or roads or anything. While Dawi is living in a city that he created from scratch. A city in United States of America with hospitals and doctors and everything. And yet, Hazrat Ahmad is 20 years older. And here Dr. Dawi is younger. He has more wealth. He's able to go across the world to get whatever medication and doctor services as he needs. And yet, look at the outcome. The US media, as you all know, in 1907, when Dawi died, the media had a frenzy. In US, they started publishing things like, Great is Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, the Messiah. How much clearer could it be for this day and age? In another place it says, A man of wide learning, adding that Mirza, the Mirza came to the notice of Americans a few years ago by challenging John Alexander Dowie to a praying test. Each was to pray that the one who was an imposter should die first. When Dawi avoided him, the Mirza predicted that he would perish miserably. And when the pretender, when the pretended successor of Elijah died, deserted by his family and former supporters, he regarded that as a noted fulfillment of his prophecy. No Ahmadi wrote this, <laughs> to your surprise. It was not an Ahmadi who was sitting in America who was writing this to the papers. The papers were watching this scene. And they themselves were writing the reality of what they were seeing. That on one end, Dawi is claiming to be this great man and they're seeing him right before their eyes. And on another side, they see this prophet from the Punjab who's claiming to be the Messiah who is foretelling exactly what's going to happen and verbatim, one by one, every single thing happens. And the last story I would share with you is that April of 1908, an American tourist traveling to India decides that he will visit Qadian. And he decides he's going to meet Hazrat Ahmad His name was George Turner. He came with two other people. And Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Sadiq was there to translate. The very first question asked by Mr. George Turner was regarding the challenge between him and Dawi. 
Now just imagine for a moment. Just think about it. You are sitting in Qadian. Okay? This is 1903. You hear about a pastor in America. You write a letter. One letter. And all of the newspapers pick it up all across the nation. For prophesizing that this huge pastor who claims to be a prophet will be destroyed, his house, his church, everything will, will no longer exist. Then what happens? Exactly as you said happens, and the newspapers pick it up again. And they publish all over by 1907, 1906, everything, all the newspapers have covered it. And remember, you're still sitting in Qadian. And one day, you wake up in the morning, or you wake up, And you find out that there's an American who has traveled all the way from America just to see you. And his first question is, I heard there was a prayer duel between you and Dawid. Tell me about it. Now who is victorious? Who has shown a clear picture from God that you will be victorious? Where Americans are traveling all the way to Qadian. Some of you have never seen Qadian. And you are Ahmadi by birth. And these are Americans who didn't even know how to spell Qadian. The newspaper spelled it Q-U-A-I-D-A-N, so many different ways. And yet, they found their way to Qadian as early as 1907 and 1908. Right before the promised Messiah himself passed away. So his first question as I told you was, he asked, he said, Did you challenge Dawi? And the promised Musa replied in the affirmative. He said, yes. Then the tourist asked, he said, what are the signs of the truth of your claim? Hazrat Ahmad replied, he said, you have arrived in a small town from far-flung countries. This in itself is a solid argument of our truth. We were lying in a state of isolation at, it, at which time God Himself revealed to me that people shall come to you in large numbers. The pathways to Qadian shall become deeply pressed by the footprints of the masses. The help of God shall arrive and those pathways shall go still deeper. Just imagine the impact of that. Then... He turns to Mufti Muhammad Sadiq Sahib Razi Talam. He asks, Who will be next after the death of Mirza Sahib? As a Mufti Muhammad Sadiq Razi Talam, he replies, He said, The same shall happen of the will of God, whatever he shall desire after the demise of the Prophet. Now you can see that somebody traveling all the way from USA to inquire about the death of Dawi. This is the ultimate victory. It's the cherry on top that was given and shown to the promised Messiah This was a great sign shown to the United States of America. I will also read to you next time some of the words of the promised Messiah where he said, this challenge was foretold long before even at the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad wasallam. May Allah help us to understand this beautiful and deep connection of Ahmadiyyat in the United States and help us to shake the people around us for them to understand why would the promised Messiah Hazrat Ahmad 
turn his direction towards this country and not another one? Why didn't he turn it towards Canada or Mexico or some other country? There's a reason why God Almighty had destined for this discussion to be between Hazrat Ahmad Islam, the promised Messiah, and the United States of America. May Allah help us to understand our responsibility and fulfill it. Ameen. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim inna ka hamidah majid.